Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. When the pandemic first hit in March 2020, most international travel shut down. You guys probably remember canceling summer vacation trips and pretending to be upset that you couldn't go to your cousin's destination wedding in Cancun. Well, now that the vaccines are out, the world is slowly opening back up again, including, as of this morning, America. Yeah, that's right. America is open for tourism again, which means come on in, everybody. Come on in, but, 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 but. Before you get on that plane, there are some rules. The U.S. today will reopen its borders to international visitors as long as they are fully vaccinated. People from more than 30 countries will be allowed to travel to the U.S. as long as they show proof of vaccination and a recent negative COVID test. Coronavirus restrictions have kept the crossings closed for nearly 20 months. Exceptions include travelers under the age of 18 and those from countries with low vaccination availability. Wow. That is a, that's a boatload of countries. What is it, like a list of 50? Like, okay, maybe it's just me, but this is a little confusing. They're saying the virus is so deadly, so deadly, you can't come to America unless you're vaccinated. But also, if you don't have the vaccine, no biggie. I mean, the policy's a little all over the place, no? It's almost like Dr. Fauci and Nicki Minaj worked together on a group project. I mean, the only other time you see this logic is from a bouncer at a nightclub, you know? They'll be like, hey, we got no room, we got no room. Come on, guys, we're totally full, man. Yo, totally full, back up, no room, no room. Hey, yeah, come on in, ladies, come on in. Yeah, come on in, good to see you, girl. Yeah, you're looking good, you're looking good, yeah, come on. Hey, man, what I tell you? No room, it's a fire hazard, B. And let's be honest, people, this travel rule seems to be more about feelings than actual public health, right? Because clearly the Biden administration is trying to balance public safety with not looking like you're banning shithole countries. Because now you're in a conundrum. Do you let unvaccinated people into the US, even though that's more of a risk, or do you look racist? Either way, it's a problem that could have been averted if America had shared its vaccines instead of having six vaccines for every man, woman, and emotional support animal. I'm just saying. Oh, and one person who definitely doesn't have the vaccine is the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Last week, Rodgers came down with COVID, which is how everyone learned that he wasn't vaccinated. Yeah, and apparently Rodgers tried some homeopathic treatment instead of getting the vaccine. And that took a lot of people by surprise because back in the preseason, he said this. Are you vaccinated and what's your stance on, on vaccinations? Yeah, I've been immunized. Yeah, yeah, I've been immunized. Not vaccinated, immunized. That was a pretty slippery answer looking back at it. This is like your girl asking if you're wearing a condom 
and you put on a bike helmet and you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm wearing protection. And after this news broke, everyone wanted to know why. Why did Aaron Rodgers refuse to get vaccinated and hide it from everyone? And on Friday, he went on a podcast to give his side of the story. I'm not, uh, you know, some sort of anti-vax flat earther. Um, I, I am somebody who's a critical thinker. Uh, you guys know me, I marched to the beat of my own drum. I consulted with a now good friend of mine, Joe Rogan, after he got COVID. And I've been doing a lot of the stuff that he recommended in his podcasts. I've been taking monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, zinc, vitamin C and DHEQ. I believe strongly in bodily autonomy and the ability to make choices for your body, not to have to acquiesce to some woke culture or crazed, you know, group of individuals who say you have to do something. The great MLK said that you have a moral obligation to object to unjust rules and rules that make no sense. Oh, that actually reminds me of another famous MLK quote. I have a dream that when I'm gone, you'll leave me out of your messy ass drama. So Rogers basically says that he's an independent thinker who doesn't want to be told what to do with his body. And I don't know, you, you ever notice how all the independent thinkers are doing the exact same thing, right? It's not like they're all coming up with different ideas. Like, I'm an independent thinker. What are my thoughts, Joe Rogan? Tell me about my independent thoughts. But you can tell how politics has just infected the entire vaccine debate, right? Because you'll never see Aaron Rodgers doing this to anything else. He's never applying this kind of independent thinking to the rest of his body. Like just once, I'd love to see him out there on the field, like forget pads and helmets. I've decided to cover myself in Manuka honey. And honestly, people, my biggest problem with athletes like Aaron Rodgers or Kyrie Irving is that they think that this choice only affects themselves. But there are real victims here. And yes, I'm talking about those of us who play fantasy sports. Because it used to be when you drafted players, all you had to take into account was their injury history or their team's off-season moves. Now, now you gotta be like, okay, what are the chances that this player gets his news from Facebook? Ah, I'm gonna lose points. And if you're wondering, isn't there a cultural figure out there who can challenge Aaron Rodgers? You know, someone who's pro-vaccination and who everyone respects? Well, worry no more because help is on the way. And now Big Bird is causing a stir over the COVID vaccine. The Sesame Street character, who is six years old on the show, posted about getting the vaccine after the Pfizer shot was approved for kids as young as five. Texas Senator Ted Cruz responded to Big Bird's tweet saying, government propaganda for your five-year-old. All right, first of all, Ted Cruz, you need to calm down. Right? Five-year-olds aren't even gonna see Big Bird's tweet. Five-year-olds aren't on Twitter, they're on TikTok. And honestly, I'm surprised Ted Cruz is even going hard after Big Bird, considering how much they have in common. I mean, they both desperately want to fly, but they can't. This whole thing is such a double standard, right? People are upset about Big Bird getting the vaccine, but no one, no one cares about all the hormone injections that they've been giving him to make him as big and delicious as possible when they eventually eat him. Because that's gonna happen, people. It's only a matter of time. And that's gonna be the worst Thanksgiving episode of all time. I mean, I will say though, Big Bird getting vaccinated is not an effective way to convince people to get the shot. If they really, if they really wanna convince kids, they should have killed one of the Sesame Street characters with COVID. Yeah, kids remember that shit. 
The count should be there on his deathbed like, The vaccine could have saved me, but it's too late now. How many regrets do I have? One regret. Two regrets. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, your kid will remember that shit forever. Christmas. It's the reason you let the fat man from the mall break into your house. Every year, people complain about it coming earlier and earlier. But this year, someone is doing something about it, finally. Someone posted a photo of a sign from a Texas bar. It says in all caps, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You will be skipped if played before December 1st on the jukebox. After December 1st, the song is only allowed one time per night. I don't hate Mariah Carey and I don't hate Christmas. But the general manager of Stone Lee P says customers play Mariah's mega hit too often and too soon before Christmas. One person tweeted, is this the war on Christmas I've heard about? The star responded with a photo of herself in body armor, ready for battle. Yeah, you better believe she's ready for battle. The song gets her a new mansion every year. You better back the f off. And people shouldn't blame Mariah Carey that her song is so popular. Really, what we should be pissed off at is all the classic Christmas songs for being so trash. That's why everyone has to play Mariah Carey all the time. Like, deck the halls with boughs of holly? What is that? It's not a carol. Those are just instructions. And what about, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus? That kid is watching his parents' marriage fall apart. And that's supposed to put me in the holiday spirit? And don't forget Silent Night. You know how hard it is to have sex to that song? Like, I mean, I've done it, but it's work. This is trash. Yeah, you don't want to mess with uh, American pop star fan bases, by the way. People go pretty crazy at that stuff. Yeah. Like, one time I forgot to put the apostrophe on Beyonce's name, and the Bayhive came on my Instagram hard. It just kept coming, man. Like, they're not like your fans. You know what I mean? Your fans are like pussies. Like, I can talk shit about you all day, no one ever comes after me. I, I don't know, I think they get pretty angry. Oh, God, I don't know, I mean, we could try right now. I mean, Trevor, enough with the book already. Okay, we get it. You're born a felon or you murdered someone as a baby. Okay, we got it. Enough. Enough with the apartheid stuff, all right? It's very depressing. Come after me, come after me, Trevor Heads, or what do you call your fan base? Africans, with a, with a K, <laughs> so it's not racist. Or maybe it makes it more racist, I don't know. Just come after me, guys. They're gonna come for you, Ronnie. They're not coming for me. They're, they're not like for you. They're not like Mariah Carey fans. I, I hope my fans are. They're gonna come for you. No, they don't care. And they're gonna make you regret what you said and they're gonna ask you to apologize. Come at me, guys. I'm right here. At Ronnie Chang. All right, let's move on from the war against Mariah Carey to the war against COVID. Governments around the world are using every tool at their disposal to convince holdouts to get vaccinated. They're offering them money, they're laying down mandates, they're threatening to ban them from the NFL Hall of Fame, and now Singapore has decided to hit the unvaccinated where it hurts most, their wallets. One country will no longer foot the bill for unvaccinated patients. Singapore says anyone who is unvaccinated by choice will not get free COVID treatment. Right now, the government is paying for treatment for any resident who is sick with COVID. 85% of eligible people in Singapore are fully vaccinated. The governor says people who don't want to be vaccinated make up the bulk of new cases and hospitalizations. Oh, Singapore isn't messing around. In America, if you say you don't want the vaccine, the government is like, please, please take the vaccine, please, we'll give you money. And Singapore's like, okay, okay, it's gonna be like that. Oh, well, you best bring your checkbook to the hospital then because those ventilators are by the hour, bitch. 
They really don't mess around in Singapore, man. Don't forget, this is the same country that'll cane your ass just for littering. They're like the parents down the block that actually do the shit that you threaten your kids with. You're just like, don't make me count to three. Then you look out the window and Singapore is stuffing their kid into a cannon. I told you the toilet roll goes over, not under. And look, I understand the argument here. Why shouldn't you have to pay for your preventable health problems? I mean, would it be fair for you to pay the same rates as the guys from Jackass? Most people don't have to be treated for being rolled down a mountain in a porta party. It's not fair. But at the same time, though, it is a slippery slope because using that logic, should alcoholics pay for their own liver transplants? Should overweight people pay for their heart medication? Should New York Jets fans have to pay for their own antidepressants? Where do you draw the line? Hmm? It's a sticky situation. Yeah, but in Singapore, Trevor, I, I don't think people realize, Singapore's saying that if you don't take the COVID vaccine, you have to pay for your COVID treatment, which is a huge deal in Singapore because Singapore essentially has universal healthcare. So for them to come out and say, you are gonna pay for your own stuff, if you don't take the COVID vaccine, we're gonna treat you like an American. That's huge. That's, that's a punishment in Singapore? In Singapore, being treated like an American in the healthcare system is the biggest punishment you could give someone. Damn. So you're gonna have to worry about your co-pays, you're gonna have to look at your disbursements, you have to call Blue Cross, Blue Shield, you have to find someone in network. In Singapore, we just, the healthcare system just works. Like we never, you know, I, it, I can't explain this in five seconds, so no one's gonna care, but essentially it takes like free market principles and socialist principles and combines them together. All they care about is efficiency in Singapore. They don't politicize solutions, which is why it's so weird in America where everything, I've never even heard the word socialism until I got here. I mean, we just care about inputs versus outputs. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I hear you. I, w I was in Singapore and they, that explains a lot of like everything there. Yeah. It's, it's all just about extremely efficient. Yeah. What is the best thing and then they just do it. Yeah. We don't care about labeling stuff. We're not about labels. Just go for it. But then that's weird because like you've spent a lot of time living in Singapore and you, you label me all the time. Yeah, but that's, well in America. That's why I came here for the label things and people. Oh. <laughs> So in Singapore, you'd be nicer to me. Oh, 100%, yeah. This wouldn't even, we couldn't even do this show in Singapore. We'd be arrested immediately. <laughs> Singapore, you'll live forever, but you'll have way less fun. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, before we move to Singapore, let's move uh, to Washington, D.C. You know, it's like Washington Marvel, but not as good. Over the weekend, after months of fighting between liberal and moderate Democrats, the House finally passed America's biggest infrastructure bill in decades. It's gonna do things like repair America's crumbling bridges, fix America's crumbling roads, and vacuum up the mess from America's crumbling Nature Valley granola bars. Who makes those things? Why do they never stick to kids like you don't have any anyway? And even though this bill was mostly passed along party lines, it wouldn't have gotten through if 13 Republicans hadn't voted for it too, which a lot of their fellow Republicans are now really pissed about. In fact, Donald Trump, said the Republicans who voted to fix America's infrastructure should be ashamed of themselves. And Marjorie Taylor Greene, she called them traitors who are helping the communist takeover of America. Which I know sounds crazy, but think about it. How are Soviet tanks gonna invade America over the newly refurbished roads and bridges? That's why you gotta keep your infrastructure broken. It's called Homeland Security, people. But for some Republicans who helped to pass the infrastructure bill, those comments from Trump and Green were actually the nicer ones. One member of Congress says he's been harassed 
for actually trying to deliver for folks back home. Congressman Fred Upton was one of just 13 Republicans to vote for the president's infrastructure bill last week. Partly thanks to Upton's vote, more than $10 billion will head to Michigan to help fix those lead pipes, along with bridges and roads. Despite that, one of Upton's constituents left him this voicemail. Traitor. That's what you are. You're a piece of traitor. I hope you die. I hope everybody in your family dies. You piece of trash mother. Voted for dumbass. You're stupider than he is. He can't even complete a sentence. You dumb mother. Traitor. Piece of. Piece of trash. Hope you die. Hope your family dies. Hope everybody in your staff dies. You piece of. Traitor. And they say political discourse is dead. You know, I, I know this is terrible, but if you look at the bright side, he's just saying things that are eventually gonna happen. We are all gonna die. All our families are gonna die. So on a long enough timeline, he's just stating facts. At the same time though, I will admit this is really disturbing because what kind of person leaves voicemails anymore? Yo, that shit is creepy. Just write that shit on Insta comments like a normal person. What's amazing to me about this situation is that this partisan anger, it's happening over an infrastructure bill, people. Infrastructure. I mean, I would get it if the new roads they were building all led to an abortion clinic, or if they were adding special carpool lanes that were just for non-binary people, but it's just fixing things for everybody. So I, I don't get the anger. I mean, this dude was so furious by the end of it, he was running out of people to threaten. I hope your family dies and your staff dies and your friends from college and the guy at Starbucks who knows your order. I hope he dies. I hope my family dies and you feel guilty about it. God damn it. You know, sadly, this is the climate that public officials have to deal with these days. Congress members are receiving so many threats that now they're just gonna have to change their call menu. Yeah, it's gonna be like, to ask a question, press one. For office hours and address, press two. To tell your representative to go themselves out of their ass Press three. Trevor, I think you're misunderstanding here. That guy was just speaking American. He was just saying, I wish you would read the details of the bill because we, need, we believe that the state should decide where the funding should go instead of the federal government. I, like, I, right, I'll, I'll speak American to you right now. Okay. F you, <laughs> f your family. I hope you die. I hope they die. What I was really saying in American is, can you come over for Thanksgiving? I'd really love to have you. Wow. Am I invited to Thanksgiving? Yeah, of course, you, yeah. Okay, course. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, while most of Congress is arguing over infrastructure and social services, Josh Hawley, senator from Missouri, and that guy at your high school reunion who keeps telling everyone how much his watch cost, has his eye on some much, much bigger balls. Men are no longer men. That is the lament of Republican Senator Josh Hawley, who's really trying to make masculinity a political issue. The left-wing attack on manhood says to men, you're part of the problem. It says that your, your masculinity is inherently problematic. It's inherently oppressive. As conservatives, we've got to call men back to responsibility. We've got to say that spending your time not working, and we have more and more men who are not working, spending your time on video games, spending your time watching porn online while doing nothing is not good for you, your family, or this country. Okay, first of all, working and watching porn are not mutually exclusive. Plenty of men have figured out how to do it. It's called multitasking, Senator. And honestly, I'm surprised that Josh Hawley is criticizing porn because that's the last place that upholds traditional gender roles. So as a pizza delivery guy or a pool boy, 
while the women are cast in traditional feminine roles like stepmom, stepsister, or step cheerleader. And don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. There is an argument to be made about the negative effects of excessive porn and video games on society, but to blame it on the left-wing attack on manhood? Yo, that shit is ridiculous. You know why people are watching more porn? Because it's too easy now. Do you know how much effort it took to watch porn back in the day? You couldn't just pull it up on your phone. You couldn't just type something into your laptop, no. You had to ask to borrow a sticky old magazine from your older brother's cousin's friend. And he buried it in a secret spot out in the woods. So you're out there in the woods, trying to find this magazine, covered in dirt, fending off chipmunks and owls. You get lost out there because you didn't have an iPhone yet. So now you're wandering around the woods, you're hungry. But all you brought with you was the lotion. So now you're eating the lotion. And finally you give up on finding the magazine and you just rub one out to the hottest tree you can find. Is that the dignity you're talking about, Senator Hawley? I nearly died in those woods, man. I nearly died. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Money. It's the world's number one favorite thing to embezzle. And as of now, you need a lot more of it to buy all the stuff you need. The government just released brand new numbers on inflation from October. They're big. America's prices surging more than they have in 30 years, and there doesn't seem to be an end in sight. And unfortunately, the numbers are all moving in the wrong direction. Consumer prices were up by 6.2% in October from the year before. Now, let me walk you through some of the individual items. Look at computers and smart home assistants up more than 8%, televisions up more than 10%, washers and dryers up nearly 15%. We're paying more for energy, we're paying more to heat our homes, we're paying more for our housing, When we go to the grocery store, we're paying more for beef and for eggs, for food, uh, used cars, new cars, trucks as well. The president taking a harder line, saying in a statement, quote, inflation hurts Americans' pocketbooks and reversing this trend is a top priority for me. Yeah, guys, inflation is becoming a real problem. I went to a gas station today and for a gallon of regular, it just said, kill yourself. Now, some critics are saying that America's inflation problems are President Biden's fault. But here's the only issue with that argument. Almost every country in the world is dealing with this issue, which means President Biden is actually screwing up the entire world. But whether his policies have contributed to inflation or it was always going to happen when society emerged from the pandemic, this is a big danger to Biden politically because inflation is one of the economic concepts that normal people actually care about. Like, let's be honest, the debt ceiling, the Federal Reserve, derivatives, that's all just shit we pretend to understand. Oh yeah, the debt ceiling, the debt ceiling. But when you hear inflation is rising, you know it means you're about to be a broke bitch. The only good part of inflation is that I I was always jealous of those old guys who would be like, back in my day, you could buy a house with a dollar. It looks like now if inflation gets bad enough, we'll get to be those old guys. Oh yeah? Back in my day, a million dollars could buy a whole lot more than just a haircut. But look, yes, material goods 
are increasing in price. And that is why, people, it's important to value the things that are always free, like spending time with your family or robbing people. You know, the important things in life, Roy. The thing with inflation, though, man, like, honestly, I think that's why, like, people appreciate hand-me-downs. Like, that's, that's where I came from. It was a hand-me-down culture. So, you know, I ain't really worried about shit going up in price because I always knew that I was going to get my older brother shit. That's I how got, we live. Yo, my older brother right now, I got an older brother, Arthur. He got a Dan Marino jersey, chalk line, throwback, Mitchell and Ness, and I'm going to get that bitch sooner or later. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to tell me that you were good for you, Roy. No, I'm still, I'm still waiting on it, though, man. I'm still waiting on it. I'm going to get that damn jersey, man. Hey, man. Also, the, the other issue is that, like, honestly, like, $20 don't do what it used to do. So I will give inflation that. I'm not really panicked about inflation, but I will admit that $20 don't do what it used to do. Because I remember back in 93, your mama could drop you off at the mall with $20. You could live at the mall three days. <laughs> and you come back to the house with $6 change. Like, that was a good time. With $20, you could get a Belle Biv DeVoe ticket. You could get a Flintstone push-up. You could get your two pairs of Jordans. You could get your Muggsy Bogues T-shirt and still have money to go see Boys in the Hood at the Midfield Six Cinema right there in Birmingham. You've got a fantastic memory. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's move on to another big story rippling through Washington. The relationship between Democrats and Republicans in Congress isn't in a great place right now. We all know this, right? Which I guess is what happens when one side nearly gets the other side killed by a Viking. But now, a Republican from Arizona has sent out a tweet, and something tells me it's not gonna make things better. Republican Congressman Paul Gosar of Arizona under fire for posting a photoshopped anime video depicting him attacking and killing Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. The video also depicts Gosar's character attacking President Biden. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is calling for the House Ethics Committee and law enforcement to investigate the video. Gosar says in part, the cartoon depicts the symbolic nature of a battle between lawful and unlawful policies and in no way intended to be a targeted attack against Representative Cortez or Mr. Biden. It is a symbolic cartoon. It is not real life. Congressman Gosar cannot fly. I mean, get the f- out of here. It's symbolic. You see, when I put AOC's head on the cartoon, that represents AOC. It's got layers. Just admit you posted the thing for a laugh. Because, look, I'll be honest with you guys. I know we're all supposed to put on our concerned faces and wag our finger at him for threatening violence, but... I don't know about you, it is hard to watch that cartoon and see it as a real threat. I mean, forget flying, look at this dude. Does he look like he could pick up two swords at once? It's clearly a fantasy. On the other hand, though, it's harder to believe that Gosar didn't intend a targeted attack when he supported a targeted attack on January 6th. Like, here's the thing, you can do memes or you can plot an insurrection. You can't do both, you gotta pick. And I know it's just a cartoon, but let's not pretend that cartoons can't also influence people. Because the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they made it sound really cool to live in a sewer, but let me tell you, the pizza you find down there is terrible. I mean, it's not as bad as Papa John's, but still, you don't want to eat it. The bigger issue with that story, bro, is that that dude is a dentist. I don't want my dentist making videos. Go learn some teeth shit and make sure that my mouth's straight. That's why these politicians need to just start fighting, man. Like, I was watching a hockey match. They just start fighting at the beginning. Like, there's days in hockey where they just go, you know we fighting today. Yeah, and then they fight. There will be no hockey until we fight. 
and then they fight, and then they get on with their business. And that's what they need to do. They need to square up, man. I'm gonna be with you in a second. I'm trying to order these last couple bits of groceries. This price is starting to go up. Wait, what do you, what do you mean? Because of inflation? I guess so. It wasn't as cheap as it was this morning. I guess, like, when you think about it, I guess the gas prices do have a way of, like, kind of trickling down a little bit. Because, like, if, if gas goes up, yeah. then the truck that delivers the goods needs more gas. Uh-huh. So the goods on the truck cost more, which means that everything on the truck costs more. So uh -huh. that's food. And that's like, it's, it's no different with the shutdown. When, it, when the toilet tissue, everybody's buying all the toilet tissue. So that's the same thing that's probably going to happen. Matter of fact, man, let me go and order some paper towels too, because that's going to be next. Oh, yeah. Well, good that's luck with that. I don't think thing. it's going to be like a big deal, you know? I mean, I hope you're right. I, I don't, I, don't, don't I hope you're right. Order, order a few, but you, you'll, okay, you'll see. Yeah, they might just... go up, but it's not that okay. bad. Now, uh, Congressman Gosar isn't the only person in the news who might be regretting what they posted on social media. Because there's another story out of Instagram that people are talking about. And it has to do with pet photos, right? We all know that people love posting photos of their pets to Instagram. It's a great way to tell the world, you know how there are millions of identical corgis out there? Well, I own one of them. <laughs> but one account on Instagram recently gave people even more reasons to post their pet photos, and it did not end well. What started as a social media promise from a business just spins out of control. It's a social media campaign that was launched a little bit over a week ago, an Instagram appeal that basically called on people to post a picture of their pet, and if they did so, well, a tree would supposedly be planted. Now, many did answer the, the call, as you say, more than four million people posting a pet in the last seven or eight days. The creator of the post admitted to deleting it after 10 minutes because he did not have the resources to plant that many trees. Ah, oh, man. I actually feel bad for this guy. I mean, we've all been in a position where you try to do something nice and then you overextend yourself, you know? He was like, hey, everybody, post pet photos. I'll plant the trees. Four million people? Shit. I've been in that situation, you know? Like, you agree to be godparents to your friend's kids, but now, if your friends die, all of a sudden you gotta raise them? I mean, I thought godparent just meant, like, sending them toys on their birthday. <laughs> anyway, if anyone wants some kids, hit me up. Honestly, if I was this dude, I would have just lied. Yeah. I would have just said, I planted the trees. Who's gonna know? Someone calls you out on it, you can just point at any tree and be like, that one? What are they gonna do, check its birth certificate? Yeah, I planted that tree. Yeah, I know it looks old, it's an old tree. You know what old trees are? It's old trees. They come like that, they grown. And you know what this guy's real mistake was? Was asking for pet pictures. People are gonna do that anyway. People post pet pictures all the time, it's too easy. If you wanna get people engaged but make them work, you gotta ask them for a thing that only few people would respond with. Like, you should say, we'll plant a tree for every nude pic you send of your grandparents. Yeah, you make them earn that tree. Get like five people tops. One grandmother sending them herself. I don't have any grandkids, but I want that tree planted. Although, should we really be planting more trees? I mean, with the state of climate change right now, all you're really doing is giving wildfires an all-you-can-eat buffet. In my opinion, we should be starving these fires. That's why I'm launching a new campaign of my own. For every brunch photo you post on Instagram, I will destroy one tree. This one's for you, Mother Earth. No, 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 no. Well, you think it's the wrong way? It was a joke. I'm not gonna actually, like, No, not... no, 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 no. Out of stock, out of stock. Roy, what's going stock. on? Roy. It's happening, dog. What's happening? It's happening. You just... It's happening. What is happening? Bro, you just read the story. There's no more trees. 
No, the guy. If there's no more trees, then there's no more paper towels. And that means paper towels are going up, and I gotta order these paper towels. I'm ordering them right now. No, that's not just because there's no. You want some paper towels? No, bro, I don't need. Do you paper want some paper towels? Right, I don't need. Now you. Saw people's fighting over toilet no tissue. What you think there's gonna no do over paper towels? Of paper towels, the guy just couldn't. If there's a the... shortage of trees, there is a shortage of paper, which means eventually there will be a shortage of ways to wipe your ass. I don't wipe my ass with it's... paper towels. First of all, you will when there's no more toilet tissue. You, you need to calm down. You need to calm down. We're supposed inflation, to be having fun man, here. With inflation. We're supposed man. to be having fun with the thing. He's stressed about. Anyway, let's make like teenagers and move from Instagram to TikTok. There are a lot of things you can learn on TikTok, you know? Uh, how to cook a gourmet meal in 10 seconds, how to harmonize with yourself, what features every other social media company will have in six months. You can learn everything. And one girl learned something that just might have saved her life. Investigators say a hand signal seen on many TikTok videos on social media helped lead to the rescue of a missing 16-year-old girl from North Carolina. Sheriff's deputies in Kentucky say a driver called 911 reporting a girl in a nearby car made these hand gestures to warn she wasn't safe. And you tuck your thumb in and all four fingers over that thumb and back and forth. Incredible, they found the car, arrested this 61-year-old man. He now faces charges including unlawful imprisonment. Man, this is amazing. And it's a good thing about perverts being old men because there was no chance of that 61-year-old man seeing that hand signal and going, yo, 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 that's the thing from TikTok, hype! But this is impressive, man. You just, you just do this and it means you are in danger. The only thing about secret signals is they only work if the right amount of people know about them. Like, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard of this signal before this story, so I'm glad I wasn't the person in the car because if I was in my car and that girl had driven by me and made that sign, I would have just been like, right on, sister, black power. <laughs> I, for one, am really excited about this because I, I think we've, we're long overdue a hand signal that means you're in danger. You know, we have, we have so many other hand signals for other things. You know, I'm choking, I'm gonna kill you. Can I put my leftover hot dog in your empty Pringles can? It's like not a... enough. Come on, come on. Roy. Damn. Roy, what's, what's going on, man? I'm preparing for the inflation. I'm getting the paper towels now before the prices get too crazy. Cause everybody's gonna try and buy all of the shit, bro. What, what are you, you talking about? Hey man, I, this website is that, can I get your password real quick for your Amazon? Cause what, what, this what? Amazon is, they sold out. Yeah, but my Amazon is the same as your Amazon. What do you mean my Amazon? You don't have like an African Amazon or something that you use like a separate? No, why would there be an African Amazon? That's what an Amazon is. No, that's South America. I'm South Africa. That's my bad. You gonna give me your password or not, though? No, I'm not gonna give... Roy, you don't need... Dude, we're doing the jokes. You stressing... Look how much paper towels you got. This is not enough! Bro, inflation is all around us. I've been thinking about this, man. I've been thinking. Everything is expanding. It's not just the price of gas and milk and food. Everything's expanding. Tweets are longer. Movies are longer. This show is 45 minutes. The next Spider-Man has three Spider-Man in it. Multiverse. We need enough paper towel to wipe our ass in three different universes. This is not enough. Why are you not wiping enough. your ass with paper towels? What happened to tissue? Because all the toilet tissue been sold out. Okay. Do you want some paper towel? No, Roy, I don't need... Do you want, do you want any paper towel? Roy, relax. It's, this is crazy. Just relax. Oh. I'm just... You're just being crazy right now. All right, finally. Let's talk about working from home. More and more people are working from home. And it definitely has its benefits, right? Uh, there's no commuting. 
You don't have to share a bathroom. Uh, you can watch your kids grow up into losers right in front of your eyes. But there are drawbacks too. And one of them that a lot of people have noticed during the pandemic is that when you don't actually leave the office at the end of the day, the workday never really ends, which is why one country has had enough. Portugal is not playing around with work-life balance this morning. The Portuguese parliament has just passed a new labor law making it illegal for employers to contact their employees when they are off the clock. Under this new rule, employers could be penalized for contacting employees after work hours and will be forced to pay for increased expenses as a result of working from home. Things like the employee's gas, even their electricity bill. Wow, Portugal, this is so gangster, making it illegal to contact employees out of work. You realize that means now when your boss calls you during dinner, you can just pick up the phone and be like, hold on, hold on, hold on, sir. Uh, yes, let me put you on a conference call with the police, bitch! <laughs> and this law, this law will have effects beyond Portugal. You understand that? Because if Portugal is gonna be working less, that means they're gonna be producing less. And then that means that the rest of the world isn't going to get as much of, um, they're not gonna, what did they make in Portugal? They're gonna not get as much water dogs? What do they make in Portugal? By the way, this, this really shows you the difference between Portugal and America. Like a labor victory in Portugal and most of Europe is outlawing your boss contacting you after 5 p.m. That's a victory. Meanwhile, in America, a major labor victory is like, now Amazon workers get a choice of plastic or glass bottles to pee in. We did it, guys! Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast for The Late Show with my producer, Becca. Uh, Becca, how long have you been producing this podcast? I've been producing this podcast for two years now. And your favorite thing about it? The extended moments, for sure. Right, because sometimes I'll interview, like, a big star for 25 minutes, but you can only put, like, 14 minutes on air. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. And who produces that? Uh, I, I help out. It's a team effort. For over a year now, everyone has been asking two questions about the corona pandemic. One, do masks make everyone's breath smell like shit or just mine? And two, if those thermometer guns really work, then why did we take our temperature up our butts all those years? Oh, and there's, there's actually another question that everyone has been wondering. When is the pandemic finally going to be over. Well, with COVID cases now stalling at a pretty high level, it is looking more and more likely that COVID may stay with us forever. Yeah, like that uncle who said he was just passing through town and then 20 years later still has your room. Now, luckily for America, the pandemic will probably never be as deadly as it was thanks to vaccines. So you still have COVID, but not the deaths because America has more than enough vaccines for every man, woman, and child who doesn't listen to Joe Rogan. In fact, the United States has so many vaccines that they finally decided to make it rain on the rest of the world. Now, the U.S. is aiming to send more doses of the COVID vaccine to people living in conflict zones around the world. They include the Democratic Republic of Congo, South Sudan, and Yemen. Reports say Secretary of State Antony Blinken announced a deal between Johnson & Johnson and the COVAX vaccine sharing program. Blinken says that less than 2% of the population living in conflict zones are vaccinated. America is sending the Johnson & Johnson vaccine into conflict zones? Hasn't Yemen been through enough? I mean, it's, it's bad enough that poor countries get T-shirts from the losing Super Bowl team, but now, 
Now they have to get the third place vaccine. By the way, you, you know how MAGA people always at their rallies with the t-shirts that say Trump won? Do you ever wonder, did they get the t-shirts that were supposed to go to Africa? <laughs> Maybe they were like, no, no, keep them here. Maybe when the shipping shut down, they're like, we can't send them to Africa. And they're like, I will wear them. Well, it's fine, we'll wear them. We got this. And people in Africa were like, ah, so no one won and nobody lost. Anyway, look, I know there are a lot of reasons why it's better to send J&J to conflict zones than Moderna or Pfizer, right? It's easier to transport and you don't need to depend on people being able to come back for a second shot. But I wouldn't be surprised if there were some American officials who were like, well, we're not gonna waste the good vaccines on someone who's just gonna step on a landmine tomorrow. Am I right, fellas? And look, it is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the last thing a conflict zone needs is corona on top of that. The only downside of this is that now you might get people who are incentivized to come to the conflict zone just to get a vaccine. I hope that doesn't happen. Because next thing you know, there's gonna be people from Nigeria interviewing to join the Taliban. So tell me, why do you want to join our glorious cause? Oh, predominantly for the health benefits and uh, also death to America, of course, huh? If that helps my application, you can put that in as well. So it's good that more and more people around the world are getting vaccinated. But the problem is it might not be enough because it turns out people aren't the only ones who are spreading the Rona. There's a study that reveals that deer are a widespread carrier of COVID-19. A study researched the North American population of white-tailed deer, and researchers say as much as 80% of the 445,000 Iowa population may carry the virus. Potentially bigger problems loom down the road. Questions still remain about COVID's effect on deer populations, and we don't know yet if the virus could survive the deer and then mutate and infect people then too. I knew it. I knew that one day the deer would get their revenge for what we did to Bambi's mom. And I don't know about you, but I was shocked when I heard this because I didn't think that deer could get COVID. I mean, I thought they had herd immunity. <laughs> My man. But now scientists are worried that Corona might mutate in the deer and jump back into us humans. And you might be thinking, Trevor, come on. It's not like humans are hanging out with the deer. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, that's what we said before that guy banged the bat. Look at us now. And we all agree it was Batman who did that, right? It's probably Batman. I mean, who else has a thing for bats? He's doing things in that cave. And I know we don't want to talk about this because he's our hero, but think about it, people. Think about it. If you want the crime-fighting Batman, you got to take the bat Batman. It's a package deal. All right, and finally. We've talked a lot about how the pandemic is causing labor shortages around the country. I mean, it's the reason why these days when you go to the drive-through, you have to spit in your own food. But now, labor shortages are even threatening the Jeff Bezos of the North Pole, Santa. Staff shortages are hitting the North Pole. Department store Santas are in short supply this season due to COVID concerns. One report found the number of available Santas is down 15%. Hire Santa helps people find and hire Santa's helpers around the world for parties, mall appearances, and more. It is a uh, dramatic shortage, and we are already uh, sold out across the country on several dates in December. Before the pandemic, Hire Santa said demand was already tight. But after losing some Santas to COVID-19, some retiring, and some concerned about COVID-19, it's led to a pinch on Santas this holiday season. Yeah, people, this is not surprising. 
Of course, Santa got COVID. He spends half his time around unvaccinated children and the other half around deer. I mean, the solution to this problem is pretty obvious. If you want more Santas, then you've got to offer them more money. Hell, if you raise the pay enough, you may even get the real Santa to sign up. I mean, that man has spent a thousand years getting paid in cookies and milk. A job at the mall, that's a huge step up. For more on this, I want to bring in our very own Ronnie Chang, who's looking into the story at a local mall. Ronnie, when you look at... Wait, why are you in a Santa suit, Ronnie? Uh, because I'm applying to be a mall Santa? There's a shortage right now. Don't you listen to your own show? Yeah, I know there's a shortage, and that's why I sent you to the mall. I just didn't think you would want to be a mall Santa. Yeah, why not? You get to sit down all day, you get a free winter jacket, you can buy Oxy from the girl at the Hot Topic. It's a great job. Ronnie, Ronnie, like, here's what I'm saying. I just don't think that you would be right as a mall Santa, you know? Why not? Well, I don't know. Like, Santa has a certain... Like, how do I put this? Like, when you think of Santa, you don't think of a guy like you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, what, what are you saying? I can't be Santa because I'm Asian? Because I'm a handsome Asian man? That's racist, man, in 2021. But thank you for the compliment. <clears throat> no, no, Ronnie, I'm, no, no what, I didn't say that. I said you can't be Santa, like, because you're a dick, Ronnie. All right, Santa needs to be nice to kids, and you're not nice to people of any age. What are you talking about, man? I'm fine with kids. I'll prove it. Look, look, act like you're a kid, okay? Let's, let's just role play for a sec, okay? Tell, tell me what you want for Christmas. Um, tell me what you want, come on. Okay, okay fine. Um, uh, Santa, I want a fire truck and a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> man, you kid, I don't even have a Nintendo Switch. Ask your parents, they're the ones getting you all this shit. You see, Ronnie, this is the shit I'm talking about. Okay, 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 yeah, you know what, uh, actually, good point. But uh, while I'm here, uh, I'm just gonna go eat free samples at the food court until they call security, so All right, peace well, out. well, good luck with that, but don't talk to kids. And bring me some of those little Cinnabons, please. Yeah, don't complain about the stuff as well, it's free. Before we go, consider supporting Canines for Warriors. This is a really great organization that is focused on providing highly trained service dogs to veterans who are suffering from service-connected traumas. Now, with the majority of the dogs coming from high-kill rescue shelters, this innovative program allows both veteran and dog to heal together. So if you want to support them in this work, then please donate at the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.